0: we got a dangerous group. I think we're going to have a dangerous passing attack this year, um, which is going to complement our run game. You know, Lamar's and I's connection is, is definitely special. You know, I haven't felt that, you know, with, with, with anybody else. Just the, the way that we view the game, the way that we see the game, when the ball snapped. Playing for for the Ravens is, is top-notch, man. It doesn't get much better than this. I don't think it does get better than this. So, um, you yeah, know, I want to stay. I want to play here for the rest of my career. That'd be awesome.
1: Welcome into the lounge. Presented by DraftKings! <laughs> oh yeah! We're sponsored now,
2: baby! The Lounge is big time.
1: We're coming up in the world. Big time! Very happy to have DraftKings as a sponsor. It's money well invested on their part, I'll tell you what. Yeah. They made a smart decision.
2: Yeah, we're fired up to have them on board for the Lounge and all the other different executions that we're doing with DraftKings. It's great to uh, have them in the fold. So, uh, we're also excited about the guests. Yes. We have in this episode, and that's tight end Mark Andrews. He's going to have a huge season one of the best players on this team, one of the best guys on this team. So it's always a joy to catch up with Mark. This is his second time on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So we enjoyed that. And we also are going to get into a number of your emails. Uh, this is uh, You can always email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. We're getting lots of roster questions because this is the time mm-hmm. for that. 53 uh, man cutdown is next week. We're going to do another, we're going to do a bonus pod. This is the double dipper week. The double dip. The double
1: dip. Uh, so we're going to have that where we make our full predictions but before we get to that let's get into our interview with mark andrews thrilled to have you join us mark uh we'll start out here tight end university had to be pretty sweet in nashville did you stop by and check out the Titans' midfield logo while you were attacking? <laughs> oh, a little dance, a little skip. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, first of all, uh, thank you guys for having me on. Um, yeah, but, man, Titan University was a fun time. Um, I didn't go on the logo. Uh, um, maybe if Marcus <laughs> Peters would have been there with you, you know, he would have taken you there. Yeah, I would have had the confidence to go on there for sure. <laughs> no doubt. But it was a great time. Um, a lot of great dudes, man. Titan is, is, a, is a unique position. Um and so just being around those guys you know picking their heads um, you know seeing you know how they view the game was awesome and uh, George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, um, a few other guys you know standing up giving us talks and um, just trying to pick their heads take what they have and, and implement it into my game.
2: Is it you know why is it that you feel like tight end has that kind of connection like I don't hear about wide receiver you or RB you like it just yeah. seems like that is a unique thing.
0: Yeah, you know, there's certain positions that do. I think tight end is definitely one of them. Um, you look at O-line, I think that's one of them. Um, it's just the the nature of, of the position, man. We're asked to do a lot, um, and it takes a certain type of person to be able to, to handle that and then to go out and perform and do it. So um, I think that's where the bond comes because we all know how hard it is. Um, it's probably, you know, the second hardest position beside quarterback. So, um, you know. I You're think... not biased at all. No, I'm not biased. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's, that's truth. Uh, fact. That definitely <laughs> He paid the second high. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Man. That'd be awesome. Maybe one day. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Who did you find yourself really connecting with the most there that maybe, you know, you weren't friends with previously?
0: Um, that's a great question. There was, I mean, there was just so many cool dudes. Um, uh, Kyle Pitts was a great dude, super young, but, uh, yeah. you know, really liked him. Um, David uh, Njoku, um was really cool. I mean, everyone I met there was was just awesome, man. So, um, obviously, was able to go back and see uh, Hayden was there, so uh, that was good to reconnect with him. <laughs> and cool. um, and, and Waller. Waller. Yeah, Waller as well. So, uh, we all just had a great time. Um, so, yeah.
2: Do you guys, maybe while you were there, Think about how crazy it was to have that much talent in the tight end room when all those guys was were. Was Waller here. with you? Right. He Did was. You guys ever? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, yeah, we didn't we didn't really talk about it too much, but yeah, Waller was there. Um, we had a good group, man. Max Williams, Hayden, uh, me, um, uh, Nick Boyle, obviously Pat Ricard. That's a crazy group. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it's, uh, we didn't talk about it, but yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah, that's cool. So
1: I guess just how are you feeling about this season? You know, uh, a lot of expectations for this passing offense to kind of take the next step and, and uh, help this team get over that that playoff, air quotes, hump. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, what do you see out on the practice field? Do you feel like even despite the injuries that have happened, you guys are ready for that?
0: No doubt, you know, and I think, you know, you look at the early parts of camp and, um, you know, these receivers were, I mean, they are, they still are. These guys are, they're going right now are, are totally balling out, man. They're catching the ball extremely well. So, um, you know, I think the the coaches that we brought in have done a really good job with them. Um, and so we got a dangerous group. I think we're going to have a dangerous passing attack this year, um, which is going to complement our run game. Um, so I'm excited to be able to, to go forward and, and see how it goes throughout these games. I, I know we're going to continue to grow, but, um, you know, those guys on the outside, um, are big time playmakers, and I, I don't think we've had that for a while.
1: Are we all worried about the wide receivers' injury more injuries more <laughs> than you guys are internally? Honestly, I mean, Baltimore fans are freaking out.
0: You know, they're like,
1: "We're, we're down to six guys. Yeah. Where is you know, like, but you guys see, like, the way you're talking, you're like, "Yeah, I mean, they're gonna be out there. It's fine. You know, no doubt. they're gonna be beasts."
0: Yeah, it doesn't happen too often when you have you know a bunch of wide receivers go out like that, but they're all gonna be fine. They're all gonna be back and, and healthy and, and ready to go. Um, and like I said, when that happens, it's a it's a scary sight.
2: For you, like, when I watch practice, it just seems like the connection that you and Lamar have never changes. Mm-hmm. Like, it'll be first practice of training camp, and it's, like, right where you guys left off. Do you feel that when you get on the field with him?
0: Yeah, it's special. It's, um, you know, Lamar's and, I, and I's connection is, is definitely special. You know, I haven't felt that, you know, with, with, with anybody else. Just the the way that we view the game, the way that we see the game, when the ball's snapped. Um it's just, it's just going out there and, and playing football, you know, doing what we do when, when we were kids. And um, it's awesome to be able to have that, you know, not to have to, to rep continuously, continuously to, to be able to see things the same way. So, um, you know, I love him to death. I love him as a person, uh, as a leader, uh, and as a quarterback, man. So um, he's my guy for life.
2: Do you think that off-the-field connection translates on the field? It seems like you guys have just become uh, – you know close friends like you guys have the off-season trips they went out to arizona yeah. uh, with you yeah. what would like take me talk to me about those trips and then also just how that connection translates on the field
0: yeah i think that connection is huge just being able to have chemistry obviously we have a ton of chemistry um on the field and that's that's very evident when you see us play together and so um i think this off season was great you know for us to be able to, to go to arizona have some of those guys come out and um, just be able to bond throw the ball around and then and then have some fun um so uh, we've been able to, to Have some fun, uh, build that chemistry up this year. And, um, and, and we all know what the, what the main goal is. And so we're all, you know, moving on the same direction to the same goal. And so when we're on these trips, we were able to talk about, talk about those things and, um, you yeah, know, that's kind of just what goes on.
1: Now you've said you have a better connection with Lamar than you had with Baker, yeah. <laughs> your, your other buddy. <laughs> would would you tell that to Baker's face? Uh, yeah, I would, Nice. Yeah, <laughs> no, you...
0: I would, man. I think you, you see, you know, Oklahoma obviously, um, you know, had a great career and stuff like that, but, um, you know, playing with Lamar is different for me. Um, it's, um. You know, we just, we just, we just click. And so that's yeah. a special thing. It's hard to, it's hard to replace that.
1: That's cool. So we've had this conversation. You know, we, everybody wants to project what numbers guys are going to put up. Right, especially fantasy players like ourselves. (laughs) And so we've I've been talking about you and I do have you on my fantasy team. I drafted you I drafted you late. Let me just go into this. I drafted (laughs) you late a couple years ago and it's a keeper league. I keep you every single year. You move up one round, but you're still a hardcore bargain for me. Yeah, Yeah, basically makes wants to use this podcast to pump you for information to know. No, (laughs) no, no. no, no. I'm just repping it. You're my guy on fantasy.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Yes.
1: Um, but so I've like talked about and I'm like, you know, Mark's stats I think because of these wide receivers are gonna go up even more but then the flip side is well there's other more guys to feed you know because like last the last couple years it was really not shade on anybody else but everybody knew that Lamar was looking for you and Hollywood right what's your take on that do you feel like hey you know that's going to open things up for me more or hey I'm going to have to be a team guy and and the ball's just going to get spread
0: yeah, you know, I'm all, first of all, I'm always a team guy. Yeah. Um, never going to be worried about touches or anything like right. that. Right, not an either-or. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was either-or, No, but I think it's going to be awesome for our offense, for me, um, yeah. and, and just to be able to open up the, the field. You know, the, the guys, like I said, we have on the outside are dangerous, man. They catch the ball extremely well, over the shoulder balls, and extremely fast. So to be able to, to extend the field and open it up, um, man, I, I mean – I can't wish for anything more than that.
1: That's cool. Yeah, you said the other day that you feel like some pressure has kind of been lifted off of you. Can yeah. you just talk about that a little bit more?
0: Yeah, you know, I I, I think you, you kind of look at the, the last couple of years and, and things like that, and, and Lamar and I have been clicking, and um, like I said, you know, teams go into the game, and, um, you know, let's we'll stop eight, most importantly, and then let's get 89. Right. Um, and so when that happens, I mean, they're loading the box, or they're stacking the box, and there's not much room in the middle, which is a lot of times where I work. Um and so for us to be able to expand that field, which we're going to be able to do, um, is just going to take that little uh, that load off of us.
2: Yeah. What do you make of uh, the the talk? You know, there's a little bit of it. They that, that teams are going to figure out Lamar. You're like you've heard this for multiple times since mm-hmm. you've been in the league. But yeah. what do you what do you guys think when you hear? that narrative kind of recirculate the media
0: I mean, they must not have they must not have played Lamar in a while <laughs> you know what I mean like uh he's one of those guys that you can think you can stop him and then when that person's like lining him up trying to get him he's gonna break your ankles so um special guys the MVP um man, I think he was like ranked like 24 25 in the top mm-hmm. 100 man he's that's way too it's way too high
2: also I, you were a snub on the top one. I'll just go ahead and say that. I don't know what they were thinking on that. That yeah. one surprised me. I am not
0: worried about it, man. That's, that stuff doesn't bother me. I am um, just going out there, and do my job, and play the game I love.
2: It, I know you, it doesn't bother you. I am just, but you also are like super competitive. Like yeah. you want to be in that class with the best tight ends in the mm-hmm. league. Like, how how important is that to you to be right there amongst that group of, you know, Kelsey and Kittle and right right there with those guys?
0: Yeah, you know, I, I think it's, it's, you know, it's important. Um, you know, I know my abilities. I know what I'm really good at, and I, I know what they're really good at. Um, and I feel strongly about where I'm at. Um, you know, I know what the, the main thing is to, to win a Super Bowl, and everything else will take care of itself.
1: Mm-hmm. I feel like you've talked about how you feel faster out there and, yeah. and you look really fast. Yeah. I, I, my head goes back to, uh, the off season watching you run on a tennis court and yeah. stuff. And I was like, <laughs> he looks quick. Yeah. You know? D- is, is there a noticeable difference for you?
0: You know? Yeah. You know, I, 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 always treat my off seasons. Um, you know, I'm super locked in. I, I, I you know, look at what I eat, what I train. Um, and a lot of stuff is, is I'm I go out there with my family. I go out there on the court and, and run routes, catch balls. My dad shoots me the jug machine. And, <laughs> um, and we got it down, man. So uh, just being able to train like that every offseason, you learn things, what are good for you, what's bad for you, um, you know, how to how to peak at the right times. And so I feel like I'm doing that right now.
2: When I watch you, it seems like, and maybe this is always the case, but it just seems like you work Incredibly, like you kill yourself out there. Like, you like when I see you walk off the practice field, like a little too hard in Carolina, (laughs) yeah, seriously. (laughs) Like, like, seriously, though, I mean, that's like when I watch, I'm like, you come off the field, you're drenched, you know, head to toe. And I don't know, have you always been that way? Like, is that just kind of how you approach the game?
0: Um, yeah, you know, that's a great question. I think you know, the great ones work, you know, there's no other you know, supplement to to working. Um, you go out there every day and you're going to learn something new. Um, you're going to feel things during the game. So, um, just being able to go out there, work hard, run hard, uh, run your routes hard, block hard, things like that, um, you can't replace that. So, every day I'm trying to go out there and, and, and do my thing and get better. You know, all those other guys, like you said, that are at the top of that list of tight ends, man, those guys aren't taking days off. So, that's what it's all about.
1: Was the Carolina thing a little scary? I mean, went down on the field after cramps. They had to call the ambulance <laughs> on the field. We were all worried, you know, yeah. everybody looking at it. Yeah, it
0: was, uh, it was way, I'll say this, it was way worse on Twitter. Um, <laughs> you know, But, I, you know, I, was, I, I knew I was about to lock up. I was cramping a little bit. I laid down, and I got back up super fast, and my abs locked up. And I try, I'm trying to make it to the locker room. If I would have made it to the locker room, no one would have said anything. Right.
1: That probably happens in the locker room all the time. Guys, oh. just get in there like, Gah!
0: It was like a war room after. after like, <laughs> everyone was just screaming. People were pouring water on everybody. But, uh, yeah, it was a hot one, but I wasn't able to make it to the locker room and then the ambulance comes up, all this other stuff. So it looked uh, way worse than it was. Obviously, it was obviously, terrible. Cramping is like the worst thing in, in the yeah. world. You know, when oh, it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> like full body cramps suck, but, um you know, I was healthy. um You know, I appreciate everyone's like well wishes and stuff like that, but, um, just need to hydrate a little more.
1: You had, do you have some text from your mom as soon as you got to the phone? Mark, call
0: me as soon as you see this. <laughs> um, no, they didn't. They didn't say anything. I actually called them, but I knew they were freaking out and stuff like that. But yeah. um, they were good about it.
2: Is that just a little bit more on that? Like, is it? It's unique because that practice had fans, and so fans were watching practice. Yeah. Some were taking video of like the ambulance pulling up. I'm yeah. sure you saw it. Then they're like watching, and and you're like, all right, what's going on? And, and the people's like, is it a diabetic issue, and like, yeah. so like, is it kind of. I don't know, frustrating, challenging, scary when like there's the Twitter world that's like sharing this information and you are you can't stop that. Yeah. And you have family and friends who are I'm sure nervous and they see that and all that.
0: Yeah. I, I think that's that's a part of it, you know, the, the perception of what's really going on, what's actually happening and um you know, for me it's it's you know, um I think the people that know me, um probably knew that was going to be all right. You know, I, yeah. I, I, I train a certain way. I, I hydrate a certain way and stuff like that. So they, I mean, obviously they probably knew it was just cramps, but, um, it looked way worse than it was. Um, uh, but you can't control the outside. I know it's real. Um, you know, I didn't come out on Twitter and say, you know, I'm, I'm all right or anything like that. Cause I was, you know, I was all right, but, yeah. um, I didn't need to say anything.
1: Yeah. Can you talk a little bit though about, you know, that did start a conversation. You know, I had it with my family members about your diabetes mm-hmm. and not everybody knows this about you, you yeah. know, the more casual fans. And just how like strict you are about it, you know, a hot practice like that in Carolina that was crazy hot. Like how much work do you have to do to make sure that you are on top of that?
0: Yeah. You know, we you know it's funny about the, the, that whole practice was like. The first day wasn't that bad. You know, it was yeah. cloudy. It was a little humid, but wasn't terrible. So then, you know, hydrating-wise, I hydrated like it was going to be the first day, not the second day. Right. Um, so it's just things like that. I just need to be better about it. But, you know, that's one of those things. Once it happens, it's like I'm not letting that happen again. <laughs> right. But, right. Um, all that stuff matters. You know, hydrating, what you eat, what you put in your body, um, it comes out and it shows, you know, the next days or in the next couple of days of practice.
1: And how often are you checking yourself during a practice?
0: Um, yeah. Um, I, I, so I have the training. Trainers here are great, man. They uh they help me out so much. Um, all the whole staff is is super friendly and super good with my diabetes. Um, I wear a Dexcom, which is continuous glucose monitor, and I'll actually take my phone out to practice and, and give it to one of the trainers, uh, Mikey, uh, Michael, <laughs> um, and, uh, he'll come around and, and he'll just stay around me. It's Bluetooth, So it connects to me. Um, he'll just stay around me and let me know what my blood sugar is and, and give me my, you know, Gatorade zeros and stuff like that when I need them. Um, but they, they're super on top of it and make sure, you know, make my life way easier. If I didn't, ha- you know, if I didn't have them, I had to do it all myself.
2: Do you, uh, are you kind of, uh, super strict? from a diet and just like, are you charting things like yeah. how, over the course of a off season or season as you're,
0: yeah, yeah. I'm not much of a charter or anything like that. You know, I definitely do eat healthy. Like I'll go through like a, like a random day. I think to start the season, you know, to start at the off season, I usually, usually just start with like a salad for lunch and then um you know, i'll eat pretty healthy like salmon or something for the dinner that's usually like, like a go-to same
2: product. with you right salad <laughs> for lunch salmon for dinner <laughs> donuts for breakfast donuts for lunch, <laughs> <laughs> maybe a donut for dessert
0: <laughs> it's all about leaning out man and, and getting the most muscle in your body that you can less fat that you can so yeah yeah,
1: yeah. you have a lot less fat than me <laughs> um, <laughs> no, you're looking good man
0: <laughs> i appreciate that
1: um i want to talk to you about a couple other guys uh one player that I- i'm writing about actually is jk dobbins yeah. and Dude, that guy—you talk about confidence. Mm-hmm. He oozes confidence. Yep. Uh, what do you see from him? And your expectations for him, and just his attitude in that way, like that—he expects to be the best.
0: Yeah, he's such a unique character and teammate. Um, you know, first of all, the sky is the limit for for him. Um, he's an incredible black, uh, back. Um, you know, the way that he hits holes—he's an incredible athlete. Um, and then his, the, he can catch the heck out of the ball, you know. So um, sky's the limit for him. But he's also a great teammate. You know, a guy that you know everybody kind of gra- gravitates towards. Um, unique personality, um, <laughs> just a fun guy to have around and, and be with and, and play with. And so um, he's a guy that's you know kind of like Mark Ingram, um, all energy all the time. And those are the guys that you look for. So I'm extremely excited for him and his season um, this uh, this year. Um, I think it's going to go off.
1: Is is he? cocky <laughs> you've <laughs> no, been around Baker, so we <laughs> no
0: nah, he's a, he's almost got like some like humbleness um, humble like confidence to him I don't think he's cocky at all, mm-hmm. um, but I think he's extremely um, confident in his abilities um, on the field, which he should be yeah, you
1: know? and, and another guy, Josh Oliver, has mm-hmm. been an intriguing player to watch I yeah. mean you talk about. You know, people kind of compare him to Waller a little bit. Big, I mean, lean kind of guy. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, kind of. I don't don't want
1: to say that he. You know, Waller's put up some big numbers, and Josh hasn't done that yet, so I don't want to put him. But there's some comparison. Same number too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, just your take on Josh and what you've seen from him so far in training
0: camp. He's continued to to grow. Um, just his just from the start until now, uh, working with him and. Um, you know, Bobby Ingram's done a great job with him as well. Um, he's a guy that soaks in everything. You know, he's always, um, you know, studying and, and and learning and and listening and things like that. And so that's gone a long way. Um, you know, I think again, a guy like him, sky's the limit. Um, you know, he's only con- going to continue to get better and better and better. Um, so it's been great to be able to play with him. Um, I'm excited for him. I'm excited for his career. Um, yeah, man, he's he's awesome. He's a good dude too.
2: That's cool. I want to ask you something that I think is a little bit unique to this team that you don't see everywhere you're you're in a contract year there was talk about lamar and his contract this offseason some teams when guys are going into that territory everyone wants a new deal and it's kind of like i need to get the new deal or there's problems Mm -hmm. you know or guys aren't showing up or or whatever and you haven't made it a thing lamar has said the same thing basically that you know it's going to take care of itself when it takes care of itself yeah how why is that, you know, kind of the mindset and how does that kind of set the tone for the rest of the team when two of the best players on the team are taking that approach?
0: Yeah, you know, I think, you know, you look, go back and, and look at what our goal is, you know, our goal is to, to win a Super Bowl and we've been talking about it, but um, at the end of the day, that's the most important thing and everything else will take care of itself. And so for us to just stay focused on what's important and not worried about, you know, you know, what our agents talking to to the front office about, that that doesn't matter to me. Um, you know, there, that, that business will be handled. Um, you know, but it's all about, you know, getting better as a team. You know, this is a team sport and, and we're, we play for a beautiful organization in the Ravens. So, um, extremely thankful for that, man. We're all working towards the same goal and, um, you know, let's win a Super Bowl this year.
2: <laughs> I'm done with that. You wouldn't want to be doing a podcast with anyone else either. Yeah. That's, the, that's the main
1: thing. <laughs> no, no <doubt>. yeah. <laughs> and last one for you. I'll let you go on this one. Is, you know, on that note, you talk about Lamar and the chemistry that you have with him. Just how bad do you want to see? You know, hey, I want to be here for the next X number of years with Lamar. Like yeah. that's got to be a big factor in that.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, that's obviously a a big, big factor. Um, again, playing with him is, is incredible. Um, but again, playing for for the Ravens is is top notch, man. It doesn't get much better than this. I don't think it does get better than this. So, um, yeah, I want to stay. I want to play here for the rest of my career. That'd be awesome. Awesome.
1: Cool. We would love that as well. And yeah. my fantasy team would like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No pressure. Can't wait. are going to have a great year, man. Really cool. appreciate the time. Thank Thanks you guys Bart. for having me on. Appreciate you too.
1: Sunday is right around the corner. Draft your lineups now to feel the sweat with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the Baltimore Ravens. Life is more fun when you have skin in the game. Download the DraftKings app to check out all the action and daily contests. New users enter code FLOCK when signing up to get a special offer. That's code flock and get a special sign-up bonus. Eligibility restrictions applies. See DraftKings.com for details. Thanks to DraftKings and thank you to Mark. Uh, if you're looking to play some Daily Fantasy, hit up DraftKings. I'm a big fantasy guy, as we heard. Mm-hmm. Mark is going to lead me to a championship for a third straight year this year. Back to back
2: to back. Getting Mark is a late tight end pick was I'll give you credit for that one stroke of genius yeah that was a great move that's the ideal situation you get a guy early on before the cat's out of the bag and you can keep him every year now here's my problem I also have Lamar and J.K.
1: Dobbins and I can't keep them both I have to pick between Lamar and J.K. Dobbins you're in a league where you have two keepers we have two keepers exactly Mark is one keeper and then I have to pick between those other two guys Sorry, Lamar. <laughs> I think I'm keeping Dobbins in the fifth.
2: All right, all right. Um, no, look, I think Mark's gonna have a, a big season. Like this guy, he talked about it. He's got high hopes, and expectations, and he's gonna le he may lead the team in catches, Wait, yards, oh, and
1: touchdowns. This sounds like me. He's gonna he may. He's gonna he's may he may. You know what? Put your flag in the ground. Is he gonna lead the the team in catches we're, in we're, receptions?
2: In addition to doing our fifty three man. Breakdown. We're also going to do our full season predictions. That's not so for a week gonna, or two. You're going to save it? I'm going to save that. But I think there's. I'm considering. I'll tell I, you what I'm well, considering. Obviously. I'll tell you what I'm considering is taking Mark to lead the team wow. in the trifecta, which did we both do that last year? We might have both done that last year to lead oh, yeah. the team in yards, catches, and receiving touchdowns. Uh, I don't remember if I took here Hollywood. Yeah. Anyway. But uh, he's going to have, uh, like, now I. I think Hollywood is, is still going to have a really good season, and he talked about that too. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, well, he didn't quite answer my question on whether he thinks
2: his his stats go up or down based on the wide receivers. Mm-hmm. It's because he doesn't want to give you too much. It's true. He wants to keep things close to the vest, kind of like Greg Roman out there. You know, reporters were asking Greg Roman today do you want to kind of get a little more creative in the preseason? You know, it's a little vanilla right now. And he's like, I like vanilla ice cream in the preseason. That's what I like. There's nothing wrong with in vanilla. In the preseason. In the preseason.
1: <laughs> then we switch over to Rocky Road. Right? <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. You're it's starting disgusting. to get crazy, all those different flavors. yeah.
1: That was the follow-up for Greg. All right, in the regular season, what ice cream flavor yeah. are you going? You, you like Rainbow sherbet? What are you we talking here? Rocky
2: Road's good. Anything with peanut butter. I like oh, anything, with pe- anything with peanut butter. Clearly, peanut butter ripple. Yes, any, any ma'am. kind, any kind of peanut butter. Yeah. Peanut butter cups. Yeah, It just moose, some combination moose tracks with the peanut butter cups in there. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we should try get into the email. Yeah. All right. Uh, we've always loved hearing from you guys. You can email us at the lounge at Ravenside NFL. .net. This one comes to us from Ashley Fiegel who says, hey, guys, I love the podcast. Uh, really enjoy the one with Lamar. Thank you, Ashley. Appreciate that. Uh, her question is about Jake Verity. Okay. Will we ch- trade Verity because he's not going to make the team, obviously, with Tucker? Uh, furthermore, any reason why we seem to find these kickers that we can take and turn into trades for draft picks? Another guy, obviously, who everyone thinks about um, was Vedvik, Corey yes. Vedvik from two years ago who the Ravens <laughs> traded to the Vikings for a fifth-round pick. But beyond Vedvik, they've also had other guys who have gone and kicked elsewhere. Will Lutz, who's been a Saints kicker for many years, started here and then landed in New Orleans. Ravens didn't trade him, Mm -hmm. but he's been a really good kicker over the course of this career. Steven Hausko, going back even further. Um, So, Ashley Mitt points out, a lot of kickers are missing missing kicks in preseason games. I mean, that happened for the Panthers. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, their kicker missed the net. On the not that long of a kick, a 30-something yarder or a 40-yarder. So, anyway, will the Ravens be able to trade Verdi?
1: Uh, I think they'll certainly try. I wouldn't be surprised if they do. I do think that, um, you know, I think that he has shown enough to get an t- opportunity with another team. The question is whether those teams, like, how much demand there is. If mm-hmm. you're going to trade a kicker, you need two teams at least to be interested because then one, the, one of those teams that says, all right, I can't wait for the Ravens to cut this guy and then try to pick him up. I have to trade something um, to get him and bring him in. So that's really what you need. The Panthers signed a kicker right. just recently, right. so that takes them potentially off the table seemingly. Um, so it it really depends on how much demand is out there. I think that teams are certainly watching. I think that if, uh, if he were to get four field goal opportunities, Verity... In the the preseason finale, that wouldn't hurt as long as he makes them all right. Four for four. You know, four. It's, one start- these, it's one of these situations on third down. You might get pretty conservative. Let Verity trot out there and boom a fifty
2: yarder and say, "All
1: right, everybody watching, did you see yeah. that one?"
2: Yeah. You know, um, start kicking field goals on the second down.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's first and ten from the thirty. Them <laughs> Send them out. Send them um, out.
2: So, yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised if they were able to trade him. Well, you know who else thinks that the Ravens will be able to trade him is Justin Tucker. And, and his voice, you know, is carries some weight. I mean, he's, he's best the best kicker, kicker of, all of all time. And he said that this guy is good enough to play in the NFL right now, to yep. be on another team's 53-man roster as a starting kicker to open the season, and he thinks the Ravens should be able to get a pick for him. Like, obviously he's biased here, but I think that that was a pretty strong statement from Justin. Yeah. And um, I think part of it, the biggest thing that it, what it comes down to is if a team knows – the Ravens – teams know that – it's kind of if there's a bidding war. Mm-hmm. Like that's really what it comes down to. If there's multiple teams that want this guy, right. then, then a trade comes into the equation. If there aren't, there's one team that, talk, that would be interested – well, they know that the ravens aren't necess- aren't going to keep him on the fifty three right. so then he could just sign with them the de- the next day right. that's what it comes down to it, but there's a lot of kicking issues in the NFL there could be multiple teams that are looking for a guy yeah and, and
1: to the second part of the question like how do the, basically how do the ravens keep getting these guys? The Ravens have a reputation. Uh, mm-hmm. Around football now as being the best place to develop these kickers, and so I think when you have undrafted kickers and the Ravens come knocking and say, "Hey, all right, we're interested. Why don't you come on in?" It's a no-duh kind of situation as long as they don't have another team who's saying, "We're going to sign you and you're our only kicker." Yeah, you know, like if you're going to be the number two kicker anywhere, Baltimore is the clear choice for the. So the Ravens get good developmental kicker. And they have a good eye for who is a good developmental prospect. Justin Tucker came here as a tryout. He wasn't even an original undrafted signee.
2: He got a tryout and then signed. So, uh, you know, the Ravens have a good eye. And the system here is really good. You have Justin Tucker. You have Sam Cooke, established veterans, two of the best to do it. And Randy Brown. And then you have Randy Brown, who's the kicking coach. former mayor. Yeah, the former mayor of Evesham, New Jersey, um, who... He is... He's a great kicking coach. I mean, either the track record speaks for itself. So to be able to come in and learn from Randy and the the players, I just think it's a great situation for kickers. So good question from Ashley. Uh, This one comes to us from Jeff Hewitt, uh, who asks about interpreting the preseason record. As everyone knows, the Ravens have won 19 straight games uh, in the preseason. It ties the longest streak since the Lombardi-era Packers going back to the 50s and the 60s. So uh, Jeff uh, lives up in New Jersey, came down to Baltimore for the weekend he was driving back. Had some thoughts running through his mind, which was basically, "What does the preseason streak really mean?" Obviously, it doesn't count towards stats. Um, but his conclusion is that the quality of our players are amongst the best in the NFL throughout the entire roster. Even the undrafted free agents are superior to most other teams. Our twos are better. Our threes are better, um, and we've got the best ninety on this in the. Yeah, and that's I a think- testament to the scouting, coaches, players, and all that.
1: Exactly. I think it's it's uh, two pronged here. I think that the Ravens do a good job in the draft, uh, much better than, you know, almost every other team in the league, if not the best. And so they have a deep roster. They just, their fifth round, I mean, Deshaun Elliott. I mean, you can go on and on about these later draft picks who are good players. Now, do all of them turn out to be stars or starters? No. But, like, the Ravens just draft good players. Geno Stone. Right, who was what a six round, yeah, Yeah. six or seventh, yeah, and uh, you know two interceptions, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the other in the preseason opener. So and the
2: game and the player who then won the game
1: that in the opener was Sean Wade, fifth round pick, exactly. So the Ravens just draft well. So yes, I agree. Like our twos are better than their twos, our threes are better than their threes, and then also it's a testament to how John Harbaugh prepares his team over the course of training camp, like. And the rest of the coaches, they just coach these guys up. They John does a good job of getting this team ready to play. And to the question of does it matter, I think it does. Like, winning just breeds more winning, Mm -hmm. right? A, like, when I play Connect Four against – if I were to play you in Rock, Paper, Scissors, I want to beat you, Mm -hmm. right? Like, if we play anything, like – I I injure myself playing backyard basketball for nothing. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, because I'm trying so hard to win. And I'm not as competitive as these guys are. Yeah. You know, like, these are competitive guys. And John Harbaugh, I think, does a good job of stressing that. Like, we want competitive players. And when you come out, when you go out there, it's to win. Like, mm. when you step on the field with a Ravens uniform on, you know what we're about? We're about winning. We're not about losing around here. And so it's a culture thing yeah. to me. And,
2: like, so, yeah, it's like, Anytime we step on the field, we expect to win. And that was the common line from every player who's been asked about the streak over the past two weeks, no. is that when we step on the field, we're trying to win. Lamar Jackson said it. Every player said it. We're trying to win. And I, I'm with you that it defi- definitely is a part of the winning culture that exists here. Now, does it mean if you if you win every preseason game, you're going to win the Super Bowl? Obviously not. You know, But I do think – the other thing I will say – the Ravens have a very strong track record of starting the season strong under John Harbaugh. They've won we, a lot of we, openers. What's yeah. a, what's the streak or what's the record in the openers? I have to go back and look at that, but they've been consistently good in, in they've, openers. They've lost I think only two season openers under
1: John Harbaugh, I think.
2: Yeah. And it, he's been here for 14 years
1: back to back years, yeah. Yeah.
2: So consistently strong to to open the season, good in September um so I just think that all of that is is a testament to the way he runs training camp and the way that they approach the preseason. The, the last thing I'll say on it is, just to be clear, it's and Greg Roman talked about this today, Like they're not game planning in the preseason. They're not trying to scheme it up. They're not trying to get real creative and catch teams off guard and, and do extra stuff to win these preseason games. They're playing fundamental football, um, and I just think that they're doing a really good job of it.
1: Yeah, I can't remember if it, it was... Two or three games that they lost on our Bar Harbaugh, but I do say I do know this: since the streak started, the Ravens have not lost a Week One game. There you go. I do know that. There you go. Uh, and and for this, actually, this is a good little uh, promo opportunity. I worked. I stayed up till midnight the past couple of nights putting this together. Working uh, on your fifty-three? No, no. <laughs> uh, the nineteen-game win streak. I went back and looked at like went back and watched the highlights and read the recaps and looked at the box scores for all nineteen of those games and wrote up a little a little summary of what happened in those games and like picked out the best play from each one of those games. And it's, we're going to put together a photo gallery with that and the little descriptions and a video with the best play from each one of those wins. So make sure you check that out. Absolutely.
2: Also, if you just want a great way to watch all of our video content, which we've got a lot of good stuff coming out this Thursday, we're going to have another episode of Wired, which is I've got a sneak peek, got a sneak peek. You did. It's excellent. Really? It's excellent. So that's going to drop at 8 PM. On Thursday, you can watch it on our YouTube channel. That's where it's going to premiere, also our website. Um, and then make sure you download our Ravens TV apps for your Apple TV, your Hulu devices. Um, so it's a great way to stay on top of all the great video content. Yep. So, um, And then again, next week, we are going to have or, – or sorry, later, later this, this week, week. Later this week, we're going to have our full 53-man roster prediction. Last thing I'll promote here is Dang, our you – you're pick Mr. This, Promo today. Our, well, there's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of <laughs> things going on. I like it. Our You Pick the Team contest. Yep, it's going on right now. Uh, if you participate in that and you hit the fifty-three and you turn in, whoever gets it first, all right? Well, it's whoever gets the it's, most, the most right? Earliest. First. If there's a tie, right? Uh, so if you fill that out and you, and you win that contest, you're gonna get two tickets to the season opener. The home opener against the Chiefs. Woo! Those tickets They're are hot tickets. Those are hot tickets. That's going to be one of the best games in the league. So uh, you can get more information on that at slash. I'm going to have to submit
1: team. mine, man. Get two tickets to that game. I think you get to come to the game anyway, right? Well, you know, I have a few friends out
2: there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, stay tuned for another podcast later this week. Email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk with you again soon.